Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. 14 minutes of Grace Talk here on Growing in Grace. My name's Joel Brzezinski. Mike Kapler is with me. And uh, together, we do this thing. We do this Growing in Grace thing, just some casual chat here. Uh, not really uh, trying to... Uh, sound or be religious. This isn't like a religious broadcast. And now here's our four points for the week, but it's just a casual conversation with two guys who are learning about grace, growing in grace, and uh, have uh, some things on our hearts to share. How's things going with you, Mr. Kapler? Well, 14 minutes isn't much time, is it? When you when you say it that way, Joel, <laughs> I don't know how we get all of our stuff in and still get to goof around a little bit in the process. So, yeah, no, having a good week. Just uh, looking forward to another one. I mean, you know, for people who don't know us very well, because one time somebody asked us if we did anything else outside of our Growing in Grace <laughs> podcast. Well, if we didn't, we'd sure have a lot of time on our hands, I'll tell you that. <laughs> we just both work regular jobs. This this is not full-time ministry for either one of us, and uh, we've never asked for money to support it. Uh, we're, we're just out. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but we're just out to uh, share from our hearts and, and put this message of unconditional love that, that came from God through Jesus Christ to get this gift of righteousness that was given to us uh, apart from works, this gospel message we want to get this out there and hopefully at least provoke some thought for you. And, and I hope the end result will be peace and joy, relief, rest, and, and all the good things uh, associated with the life of Christ. So yeah. that's why we do what we do. Yeah, 100% commercial and ad-free. And uh, <laughs> the, the only product we've ever uh, really presented on this podcast was something our friend Leonard came up with uh, several years ago, the Growing in Grace coffee cup that we could give out. It was a, a styrofoam cup with our logo <laughs> stapled to it halfway down. So that was uh, that's the gist of uh, our products here. Yeah. Don't think we had a lot of takers no. and a $100 love donation for that one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a hate donation. Maybe that's what we should start asking for. But yeah. So, uh, Joel, let's do something different this week. A lot of times, you and I, we, we just get on here and, and we just kind of start talking. We, we may converse for a, a few minutes before we record and say, hey, let's talk about this. But you really don't know what I'm going to throw out because I didn't tell you. And so I, I just had this idea. I'm going to throw uh, some statements out there that are, are commonly held beliefs throughout most of Christianity, at least most circles. And I'm just going to throw something out and get your first response to it, and we, we can talk about it some. But, for example, yielding to temptation often means that you have fallen from grace. Hmm. Response to that. I mean, is that is that a true statement? <laughs> I'm sorry, but it uh, brings to memory a Mark Lowry uh, thing uh, where he was acting like a like a, a, pre a big preacher out there. He said, you must yield! To temptation, or not, must not <laughs> yield. Anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> when you said yield to temptation, falling from grace. So if you give in to sin, you've fallen from grace. That's kind of what you're saying, the gist of well, what, what people think out there. 
Yeah, that's that's a common thought uh, process out there amongst many Christians. Yeah, so fallen from grace. The uh, that's that's a good one, Cap. Because when I first saw what I'm about to say in the scriptures itself, I it just it just blew my mind because uh, <laughs> Paul had said that uh, he was talking about those foolish Galatians. The, they were the foolish ones who had fallen from grace. Well, what foolish thing had they done to cause them to fall from grace? Uh, indeed, I think a lot of people, when they hear that phrase, you hear it on TV sometimes, in you know, in, in the world, not just in Christian circles, but you hear the term fallen from grace, and usually it means that somebody has done something bad. They've been on a, on a role of being a role model or, or whatever, and then all of a sudden they do something bad and they've fallen from grace. Well, Paul did say something different about that. It was those who had known grace, that they were saved by grace through faith apart from works, but then they had begun to turn back to, not bad things, but to the law, <laughs> the knowledge of good and evil. They turned back to the law. Those were the ones that Paul said uh, had fallen from grace. You know, if uh, people could get a handle on that one, that would be awesome to, to realize that falling away from Jesus, <laughs> falling away from God's grace, doesn't mean to fall into bad things. It means to try to justify yourself through the good things you do. How's that? That's pretty good. I really I mean, did yeah, have no clue you, what he was going to say. Well, when you stop and response. think about it, I mean, when we, we say they've fallen from grace, it's all backwards the way people think, because grace came freely through Jesus Christ. So the implication that one has sinned, therefore they have fallen from grace, or they've continually sinned, they've fallen from grace— the, the implication there is we, we got on we got on this grace airplane and then we made a mistake or a whole bunch of them and so you're being thrown off the grace airplane you're going to be thrown off because you didn't stay on a straight and narrow you didn't keep living uh, a higher standard of, of morals or whatever the case and, and isn't that why grace was given in the first place exactly. <laughs> yeah I mean I mean we think about grace. It. <laughs> because God found fault with us, so we needed grace. <laughs> yeah, well, I found fault with you again. I'm taking grace I'm taking away. Grace you away. fell off. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm not taking it away, but you fell off. Um, so, all right, on to the next one. If you don't forgive others, then God won't forgive you. Does well, that sound like a true statement? Well, that's in the Word. That's what not only that, there's red letters Jesus in there, Jesus said it. That's what that's what somebody told me one time. <laughs> I was deal I was dealing with this in a small group, and uh, a, a guy just real quickly, a guy in the small group, one of the fellows was having a hard time forgiving other people, but not only that, but forgiving himself for you know things he'd done in the past. He dealt with a lot of self condemnation, and uh, so this woman spoke up and said, "Well, you, if you don't forgive others." God won't forgive you. It's in the Word. You know, Jesus said that. And, and if you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you. And so in order for him to uh, have a relationship with God, he was supposed to, even though he struggled with forgiving others, he was he had to work it up somehow in himself to forgive others and to forgive himself. I guess I don't know if Jesus specifically addressed forgiving yourself. But yeah, so in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus had what we call today the Lord's Prayer, teaching his disciples how to pray. But that, as we've talked about on the podcast before, that, of course, was a prayer that was spoken to his disciples who were Jews. They were still under that old covenant, 
And uh, it, it would take a long time to go through all that. But I'll, maybe when we post this podcast, I'll put a link to that. But what Jesus was telling them was something that was Old Covenant. If you don't forgive other people, God won't forgive you. But in the New Testament scriptures, we find something that is exactly the opposite of that. You see, for one thing, if our salvation, if God's forgiveness of us is dependent upon our forgiving other people, that means that that's something that we have to do. That's a work that we do, and salvation is no longer by grace, but it's by works. It's by our forgiving other people. And so in Christ, what happened was the penalty was taken away. Whether we forgive others or not, we're we're forgiven because we're saved by grace, through faith, apart from works, not by anything that we do, so that nobody can boast. And so uh, the New Testament scriptures say they do implore us and exhort us to forgive others. Definitely forgiving others is a New Testament thing. It's a good thing for us to do in our life in Christ, but it's because we've already been forgiven. Forgive as God in Christ forgave you. That's what Paul said, which is if you, it seems subtle, but if you notice what Jesus said, if you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you. Paul said, "Forgive others, because God in Christ has forgiven you." Yeah, it's just it's just turned inside out again. I mean, there you have it. I mean, now we're in, because of that forgiveness that came through Jesus Christ, because it's something that's already done. We're now empowered to be able to forgive others. So this was Old Covenant speak to, as you said, his disciples, uh, to the Jewish people under the Old Covenant. In fact, earlier in that same sermon, Jesus said, uh, if, if you're at the altar and bring in a sacrifice, uh, leave your gift there. If you re- remember during this time that somebody has something against you, go and be reconciled to that person. Leave your gift there at the altar and go be reconciled and then come back. So this was an Old Testament concept, and, and the prayer was, it was centered somewhat around that, that hopeless position that they had under the Old Covenant. Um, it, it wasn't a prayer meant to be repeated by Gentiles. Look before the prayer, we find that Jesus told his disciples, when it comes to prayer, don't be like the Gentiles. We're the Gentiles. They repeat things over and over thinking that they're going to be heard. Don't be like them. But with your situation under this old covenant, under the law, which requires perfection, Jesus said shortly before this, you have nowhere to go but down. So here's what you should pray for, that God's will would be done, the sacrifice of Christ. Because otherwise, you're, you're stuck in that position of, uh, you're, you, by reciting the prayer, Joel, when you, when you say, forgive us, hey, God, uh, I want you to forgive us, but only under the condition that we forgive others uh, perfectly and completely from within the heart, not just outwardly. Uh, it, it doesn't work. Uh, nobody had ever even completed that before the cross. Nobody had ever done it before. The other thing to keep in mind about that prayer, when Jesus said that, when Jesus made that statement about forgive us as we forgive others, if you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you. It was Old Covenant stuff. It's, it's in contradiction to what Paul said because Jesus was talking about the covenant before the cross. Paul was talking about the covenant after the cross. But the other thing to keep in mind here, just throwing in a little common sense, there's nothing in New Covenant writings after this where we're instructed or encouraged to repeat this prayer. That's right. You know, Paul never brought it up. John, Peter, James, it wasn't brought up in in uh, Hebrews or um, 
revelation or anything like that. It was a prayer that, and I know that this can be a little difficult for some people to understand because Jesus said it, you know, this is, and we've learned this in church all our lives that Jesus taught this prayer. And and I was listening to the radio just this morning to a, uh, a service at a local church and let us pray as our Savior taught us to pray. And then in unison, our Father who art in heaven, everybody said it. And so it's very, very common in the church today. But um, there's quite a misunderstanding when it comes to that, that, that it had a purpose. Jesus was, to, you know, it, it wasn't an eternal prayer, a prayer that was to go on for, for now and for all eternity. It was a prayer that had a purpose under that covenant. And uh, again, I will link to a podcast that we did about that um, at growingandgrace.org on uh, this specific podcast that we're doing here. So, well, that's uh, all we got for uh, this week. This was kind of fun, even though we only, I think you only got two questions in on me. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was good, uh, spontaneous uh, discussion here. That's, that's what we do anyway. And it was fun with me not really having a clue at all what you were going to ask me. And guess what? I'm going to return the favor next week. <laughs> next week, it'll be me grilling Cap with some unexpected questions. Or at least some stuff that I come up with. I'll have to think about that. <laughs> but stay tuned for that next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezicki. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.